Welcome to the Trust the Truth podcast with Jeff Dawkins, where the pursuit of truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth is chased down. The integrity within our society is degrading day by day, with headline-grabbing exaggerations driving the narrative. All that's about to change. Here's your host, Jeff Dawkins. Welcome to Trust the Truth with Jeff Dawkins. This is where we inspire people by enriching the commitment to truth and integrity in their lives. Follow me on Twitter at Noble Courage Now and subscribe for free at jeffdawkins.substack.com to get access to the library articles I've written on the foundation of truth. Get connected with the tribe of courageous leaders taking stands for truth wherever we can. Well, in this episode, I look at how the Biden presidency has inspired not just a loosening of morality in our country, but also by giving a paint-by-numbers guide for entitled reality challenge people to ignore biological truth. It'll get exposed for the lie it is later in the show through three specific examples and a warning for Americans everywhere. As an editor's note of sort, I wanted to bring up something that happened last Tuesday in the state of Washington, just one day after I released last week's podcast where I eviscerated the boy would be king, Governor Jay Inslee, for his new legislation on gun control. If you haven't heard that, I encourage you to check it out. Well, last Tuesday, Jay Inslee released a statement stating he was not seeking re-election to governor again once this term ended. So I guess my message of truth is truly overturning the lies and cowards as my podcast is working and you're welcome. So moving right along to this episode's integrity tip of the week. Stand for something or fall for anything. I heard it said a different way once. How you do anything is how you do everything. So let's look at this from a real-time angle happening currently. In 2021, the Loudoun County Public Schools in Virginia handled two sexual assault complaints against girls by a boy who claimed to be, quote, transgender. And because he was, quote, gender identified as a woman, this 14-year-old apparently thought it was okay to forcefully sexually assault two female teenagers at two different schools. Well, this case made national news at the time in October of 2021 as the Loudoun County Sheriff made direct accusations that the school administration not only knew about these incidents, but they covered them up. It's of note that this only came out when the two victims were brave enough to come forward. And the case was so egregious that the judge was quoted by Fox News in January of 2022 in an article saying, quote, You scared me. What I read scared me, she said, explaining why for the first time in her career, she put a juvenile on the National Sex Offender Registry for Life. Young man, you need a lot of help, the judge added. Well, he was sentenced to a residential treatment facility and not jail until he turned 18, which, if you're doing the math, is in two years. And if that entire situation wasn't horrible enough to the victims, families, and community, the, the Biden Department of Education is now launching an investigation into how the school system handled the investigation presumably to force a reversal of the judicial decision made in the case. I feel like I should send the White House Press Secretary, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, a copy of my notes when I taught Introduction to Criminal Justice so she can have the enviable task of trying to explain, first to the president and next to the people, why the constitutional separation of powers through the three branches of government exists. And if the president's Department of Education is weaponized to gather information to overrule the court's ruling, 
then he'd be violating one of the most basic tenets of our governmental structure. But hey, never let a little thing like the Constitution get in the way of a baseless witch hunt, I always say. It's probably a good practice for when he dances to this tune when called out because of his son's pursuit of personal pleasure and family gain, which should rightly get him impeached. Moving along. The Daily Signal reported on May 4th this investigation into the Loudoun School District will have to force the department to come to terms with the inconsistencies in its own legally suspect expansion of the Title IX mandates that biological males claiming to be female be considered the same as biological females under the law. This must be a tremendously complex issue to deal with when even Supreme Court Justice Katanji Jackson Brown couldn't define what a quote woman end quote was during her Senate confirmation hearings. So listen to the signals recap of how we got here and tremble. Remember, how the Biden presidency does anything is how it does everything. It writes, in 2020, in the leadership of Education Secretary Betsy DeVos, the Department of Education issued a rule clarifying that Title IX's prohibition against the sex discrimination also included a prohibition against sexual harassment and sexual assault. Many guessed that the rule wasn't destined for survival under the Biden administration, and they were right, because in 2021, Biden's Department of Education issued a notice of interpretation of Title IX, indicating that in addition to rescinding the 2020 DeVos rule, it would, going forward, interpret Title IX's sex discrimination prohibition to also include a prohibition on discrimination based on, get this, sexual orientation and gender identity. That interpretation would be applied to all aspects of federally funded education programs, including private, sex-separated spaces like bathrooms. Now, complicating matters is the Biden administration's proposed Title IX rule change that, among other things, would not only cement a gender-neutral bathroom policy in all federally funded schools across the country, but also eliminate due process protections for those accused of sexual assault and harassment. Removing all the due process protections created by the DeVos 2020 Title IX rule would mean no live hearings, no introduction of evidence, and no opportunity to be represented by counsel, for example. The DOE's proposed rule also brings back the single investigator model, putting all the power in the hands of one unelected bureaucrat who has the power to change the trajectory of a student's life with a stroke of a pen. In short, Biden's rule creates, in essence, a, quote, guilty until proven innocent, end quote, presupposition, which has the potential to make Title IX even more difficult to follow and administer. Now, listen to what this says next. Given the gravity of sexual assault and harassment allegations as an impediment to full and equal educational opportunity, due process protections are important to ensure that accusations are handled seriously and fairly to all parties concerned and the truth is uncovered. Now, when it's employed in the trenches of the school bathroom wars, the, the final Title IX rule could actually work against itself. Specifically, the rule presumes both the guilt of the accused and the entitlement of biological boys and men who claim to identify as women to use women's bathrooms, including opportunistic, predatory males who are lying and who really have sexual assault or harassment on their minds. So how are schools and colleges going to balance the interests of competing civil rights complaints? Well, if a biological male sexually assaults or harasses a female in a bathroom that's no longer sex-specific due to the new Title IX rule, and a female files a Title IX complaint, who prevails? Because according to the Biden administration's rule, any transgender-identified male is entitled to be in that bathroom, but any female is granted the benefit of the doubt in a sexual harassment or assault proceeding. 
The Biden administration has created a bureaucratic nightmare for school leaders and administrators with its new Title IX interpretation. After resolution of the Title IX complaint against Loudoun County, we may see just how much of a nightmare it's going to be. So, that's the Daily Signal's report. And based on this interpretation, what are you willing to stand for? I would submit to you that to do nothing relegates you to the sidelines with your bag of peanuts in the gallery. I mean, how do you know what the right call is if you're in a situation where your daughters are potentially at risk? Well, as I recently preached on at my church, the wisdom of God can both be found and used through what we see in the Bible, and it's not silent on something like this either. In 1 Kings 18, we see Elijah, who's the prophet of God, be confronted with the hypocrisy of the culture threatening to poison the core of society. He took a stand boldly to the ruler of that time. He flat out took a stand and challenged 850 false prophets to call on their God, and he on the true God revealed in historically authentic biblical Christianity to flesh out how the situation would go. And it didn't go well for those liars. Of course, when any real scrutiny was placed on them to stand up for their beliefs, they crumbled. As a result, Elijah's confidence in the truth was the example that changed the people's hearts to follow hard after what he represented. Look at us now. A not-so-silent majority standing up for the God-given identity of a woman and man and challenging the ruler of this time to stand by his own convictions. Conviction is a great word because cowards and liars who sidestep the accountability to morality based on their convictions are in turn convicted by them when tested. I encourage you to keep up with how this plays out because my guess is that this investigation is simply a Broadway production to act resilient while Soros back legal puppets in positions of authority pound five-hour energy shots to work overtime, pushing a, quote, guy is a girl, so there agenda. And I just pray that the American people keep their high-water boots on to wade through the anti-freedom muck and not fall for the weekly change in beliefs put out by our countries, we'll just call it leadership. Because remember, how they do anything is how they will continue to do everything. Which brings me to this week's Truth Over Lies segment. This episode's Truth Over Lies segment focuses on the real insanity a misshapen identity can cause in your life. Now, the first example comes to us from Delaware County, Indiana, where, quote, a GOP councilman in Indiana has announced that he now identifies as a woman of color and a lesbian, end quote, reports the national desk. Now, I should probably say from the onset that I believe this is just a jibe at the way People use gender dysphoria to redirect lines of communication when they get pinned in a corner. And I'm thinking about Riley Gaines in that situation. But this report continued by saying this. It is with great relief that I announced to everyone that I identify as a woman, and not just any woman, but a woman of color as well. I guess this would make me a gay lesbian as well, since I'm attracted to women, he said. Whew, that felt good to finally get that out there and start living my life as a true self. I'm excited to bring some diversity to the county council, he added. Until today, we didn't have any females of color or LGBTQIAPC++ on the council. I'm glad that we now do. When critics were seeking to get interviews and statements from the council person, he responded in this way. Thanks for reaching out. I don't believe I am compelled to offer anyone any proof of my sincerity or pass any perceived litmus test of questions in order to live my life however I choose. They don't want to accept my position of identifying however I choose, and that's their issue, not mine. As of today, I have yet to hear of any other individual 
who was pressured to prove their gender identity. How I identify is how I identify. It's as simple as that and isn't up for debate. I'm focused on my private life as well and my duties serving the people of Delaware County. Well, I admire him standing for something, but I wonder what the long-term gain he hopes to achieve will be. He got national attention, to be sure. And let's just say that he, she, they is serious. The administration has created the environment where this person can't petition for everything that could come from being a lesbian woman of color and no one can stop him or he could sue them. I mean, he could get some good advice probably from Elizabeth Warren on she handled her false claim of being from American Indian descent or maybe even from O.J. Simpson and how the glove didn't fit. Well, the second example doesn't come from Fantasyland, but it's a true horror story. This is a somewhat dated story, but it's one I didn't hear anything about until um, one of my readers brought it to my attention. In 2015, an article in the UK exposed that an able-bodied woman suffering from body integrity identity disorder was fascinated with blindness to the point that she convinced a, quote, sympathetic psychologist, end quote, listen, into blinding her intentionally with drain cleaner poured in her eyes. I can't make this up. I'm saddened for this woman who could not have been in isolation with this choice. I mean, who was there with her walking through life helping process this issue? I'm also livid that a medical professional would intentionally inflict harm on a patient in direct violation of the Hippocratic Oath and of any sense of logic. I mean, I hope the involved psychologist is in jail and stripped from practicing forever. Well, the last of many possible examples I could pull involves the same mental illness of body integrity identity disorder, where a man felt internally compelled from childhood to be a disabled woman in a wheelchair, and then he did it. The man transitioned to a woman and chooses now to sit in a wheelchair for almost every activity in life. Now, unlike the other woman from the previous story, this person didn't intentionally paralyze themselves, but now just chooses to live that way. And my same comments from earlier apply. Oh, listen to this. This person is married to a woman who you can imagine her surprise was shocked when her now wife rolled in the front door one day after work. Here's the problem. Instead of people helping others with this diagnosed mental illness, the government here welcomes the, quote, self-expression that comes from such a brave choice. Well, which is it? I talked on this a couple weeks ago when a transgender person shut up a school and was viewed by the mainstream media as a troubled person from a marginalized group suffering from mental illness that needed help. Remember that? Remember that the president declared a transgender day of visibility? And, and not to minimize what is obviously an abnormal mental illness condition, but strictly speaking from the government's posture and example, I wouldn't be surprised if this had ever been brought to national attention that we would all of a sudden hear President Biden calling for a national day of invisibility for self-inflicted blind people or maybe an annual turkey trot to celebrate voluntary fake paraplegism. Well, when God said in Genesis, let us create man in our own image, the Hebrew word for man, which is the language it was written in, denotes man as male. In Genesis chapter 2, the first man, Adam, names the helper the Lord provided for him as woman, which in Hebrew means, you guessed it, female. Further, the Bible reveals a hedonistic culture of the time where people self-mutilated, were homosexual, engaged in bestiality, and even child sacrifice. And 
when we read this, we should rightly be just aghast with horror and sadness. But where is that today? People are self-mutilating through pre-gender transitioning therapy and surgery supported by the government. There's a sexual revolution going on making the 60s look like a G-rated movie. And we end up killing 930,160 babies through abortion in recent numbers that I found from the Pew Research Center in 2020 nationally. Telling you, if we stay silent on these issues, if we aren't talking about truth over lies anchored in the infallible word of God, if we continue like some Stepford bobblehead to green or allowing anything the government says or does to pass without dissent or discussion, then the truth will be stamped out and we might as well just reorganize our country to districts so it'll be easier for the centralized tyranny of cowards to choose two tributes each year per district to fight to the death. Except unlike the Hunger Games, we'll be fighting to put back together the shattered remains of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. And take note, the weapons we will need to rely upon won't come from the cornucopia, but will be magnified through each person's innate sense of purpose given by the Creator to defend morality and fight injustice with truth. As Tucker Carlson related after leaving Fox News just recently, quote, When honest people say what is true calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. True things prevail, end quote. People, there's nothing more to say. Join me next episode for more True Talk with J-Doc. And until then, stand your ground, challenge the lies, and trust the truth.